Hi guys. Apologies for the fan being on, but it's the summertime and um, the air conditioner was making some really weird noises, so I decided to give it a timeout and turn it off for a little while. <laughs> so I've, I, but I've got to have a, a blah, I've got to have a fan on, so that's what you got. Um, so this episode, I wanted to talk about kind of this interest, this like thing that happened to me in therapy yesterday, which is why I'm doing one of these much earlier in the week than I usually do. Um, so it's basically me like almost realizing that, or like understanding more a memory that I've had like for a long time. Um, I feel like this is something that happens when you do like the kind of complex trauma recovery EMDR kind of stuff that I've been doing for the last like four years or so where like as the as time goes on you kind of like go back and like re-remember almost things that you've had like memories that you've had like the entire time and you like gain more context from like what you learn about like what was going on around that time what you learn about trauma and stuff and or just like you know, doing the EMDR stuff where you, where you remember more of how you felt at the time, and you're like, that's what was hap, that's why I have this memory, that's why, that's what was happening there, um, and so I realized after my therapy session last night that one of the memories that I have is one that is from before my mom knew what was going on, which is like, hard to remember and also what sucks is that I have my therapy session next week but the week after that my therapist is on vacation and that just so happens to be the week of my mom's birthday so that's gonna be hard especially with remembering this right now like of course my brain remembers this right now (laughs) around the time of my mom's birthday things like that just tend to happen. Um, but yeah, so the, we weren't even talking about, like, we weren't even doing, like, full EMDR things. Like, ever since I switched to this new therapist, we've been, like, more, like, getting to know each other, talking about things. She's been hearing, like, all, a lot of the stuff that's happened, um, from me. Because, like, even when you have, like, a therapist that writes, like, therapists will write like notes and stuff for your visit but they're usually pretty vague (laughs) they usually don't say like specifics of like all of the things that have happened so um even though she read like the notes that my last therapist wrote there's a lot of things that she just has to hear from me because they don't usually go into like extreme detail like that um and so when I was talking to her about that stuff The things that we've been, like, talking about, though, when it comes to EMDR, like, when we do start doing it again, is that, is the whole thing that I've been stuck on, which is that there's a lot of, like, the memories that I, that we have to work through still, I get, like, blocked in them. Like, I get to a certain point in them and then just, like, stop because... I have, and we figured out, my last therapist and I figured out, that is because I have this, like, feeling like I, my emotions are too much, that if I feel the complete 
like feeling behind these these um, memories that I like won't be able to handle it by either by like lashing out or becoming like way too depressed or and that being connected to times when I was growing up and my mom would like talk to me like I was an adult instead of a kid and like me getting this belief like stuck into my mind that I couldn't that I couldn't show emotions that I just couldn't have them because I just couldn't do it and a couple weeks ago I did an episode on here where I was talking about my new therapist and I discussing that and during the session I um talked about um I like figured out like maybe what the core memory of that was and then promptly forgot to tell my therapist about it for two weeks until I finally remembered to bring it up this week um (laughs) that happens (laughs) but essentially what that memory was was there was a time when I was like seven and my mom I had to do like a project for school like I I think I had to do a project on like volcanoes and I just remember that there is this what seemed like to me since I was a kid a big book about um about like for Hawaii And my mom was trying to get me to sit in the living room with her and, like, work on this, like, thing that I had to for school. And I didn't want to sit in the living room and, like, work on it with her because it felt like... I remember it feeling like everyone was, like, watching me because it was, like, an open area where, like, my dad and my sister would also be, like, walking around. And I I didn't want to work on it with her like that like I wanted to like go and be able to do it myself in my room um and so I wasn't I didn't want to she was basically kind of like having to force me to do it and um I was like fine (laughs) and she like asked me to pick the book up and bring it over and I didn't and I I didn't want to so I didn't do it because I didn't want to like work on this homework with her and So she went to go pick the book up herself. And when she picked it up, her like back went out. And I just, I remember this memory because I remember that for like hours, not even joking, hours after that, I was just like crying, like sobbing, like crying, saying over and over and over again that it was my fault, that it was my fault that she did that, that because I didn't pick the book up myself, that happened to her. And that it was my fault that she got hurt. And she kept telling me, trying, she kept telling me that it wasn't my fault and that if it wasn't, if, that it was just by accident and that if she hadn't picked it, happened when she picked that book up, it would have happened some other random time. And I just like would, I was just refusing to believe, like absolutely refusing to believe that it was not my fault. I was like, no, this is my fault. I did this, and all this sort of stuff, um, and I think that's where the, like, so, I thought that that, I was like, okay, that memory is, I think, like, the root cause of why I feel like that, um, and this happens sometimes in therapy, and it hasn't happened in a little while, but sometimes when I'm telling my therapist something, all of a sudden, like, something will just, like, click in my head about, like, what, 
was really happening there because I'm having, I think because I'm having to explain it to another person. And at least for me, um, my therapist is pretty much like whoever my therapist happens to be is the only one that hears those sort of things from me. Like this is a little bit of a sidebar, but, um, one of the hardest things for me personally is some, yeah, I would say it's one of the hardest. I was seeing if I was being over dramatic, but I don't think so, is that I know how, tra- sorry, I know how traumatizing my life is, and I know how hard it is for people to hear those things. I know very much how it would affect them. So I have a hard time sometimes it's hard knowing that and then like but me also being a person and needing to like you know process these things and the way that I process a lot of these things is by talking about it with other people that's the way that most people like kind of process through hard things so it's always kind of like this whole like situation that I'm always trying to figure out like every day of like how do I talk about these things without being like too traumatizing, like without trauma dumping in any sort of way on someone? Because I I see that as like something that's like my responsibility. Like these things happen to me. The last thing I want to do is ever like further the damage of my life in a way and like hurt and harm or traumatize or trigger somebody else just because I want something. So, like, my therapist then are the only ones that hear about those things, these things, like, unfiltered, because it's literally their job. You can never trauma dump on your therapist. You can never, ever do that. Um, They're trained on how to handle these things, and they also usually have therapists that they themselves also see to deal with, like, the trauma that they feel from hearing about the things that have happened to the people that they see. There's a word for that, that sort of trauma, but I can't remember what it is right now. But anyway, because of that, I, a lot of times that stuff happens to me when I'm in therapy, because it's the only time where I'm just sitting there talking about that. And so, um, so when I was explaining that story to my therapist, it just all of a sudden like clicked in my head that, and I was like, this part I did tell my, I didn't tell my therapist all of this because this is something that I think we all do at different times where like something like will click in your head when you're in therapy and you'll be like, that's too much to talk about right now. So I'm just going to like put that off and, and like, process it by myself for a week and then bring it up to my therapist next week. I do that a lot. Um, but the part that I did tell my therapist is that I was realizing as I, I, as I was explaining it to her that like, um, cause I was telling her how sad I felt for like my younger self to like see that when I was only like seven, when I was in like second grade, that I was already like, so, sure that things were my fault and feeling responsible for everyone and just feeling like it was my duty to like take care of everybody else and all this sort of stuff and I was when I was realizing when I was saying that to her was that the like the reason why I was so upset in that memory and like kept crying and like wouldn't um 
and like wouldn't listen to my mom when she was trying to like tell me that it wasn't really my fault was that it wasn't even about my mom it was about my dad like I was afraid of because I don't remember in that memory I don't remember what my dad's reaction to my mom getting hurt would be and he would abs he definitely would have had a reaction he had a reaction to like literally everything that ever happened and that would be something that would like disrupt his day if his wife suddenly like threw her back out for however many days that happened and like couldn't work and like couldn't do anything around the house anymore like she usually did um and the part that I didn't tell my therapist during this session that I'll bring up next time is that I realized that I realized the connection that I made the connection between like what I saw as punishment and like why I was so upset about my dad because one thing I would I like spent like 15 minutes today trying to make a TikTok video talking about this without like giving any details too many details about this story um but I couldn't figure it out so I just ended up like giving up and and like never posting it but the thing I was trying to say in that video was like sometimes I find that like one thing that a lot of people said very early on when you start therapy is that it will like take time like you went through like decades of abuse is not going to be fixed after going to therapy for like a year or something and that is definitely true and I find that one of the ways for me that it's true is that like the memories that I have had or I've gotten back or whatever as more time goes on and I worked through more things and particularly doing EMDR things and like getting remembering how my past self like felt and understanding more of why I made certain decisions and why I felt certain ways instead of just being confused by it it like almost like retextualizes the memories that I do have and it makes them almost like brand new in a way and so when I was explaining to my therapist about this memory I realized that like when one thing that I remembered when I was in my treatment program at the end of 2019 that was really hard at the time for me to remember was that when my dad would abuse me, um, I thought that he was doing that because as like a form of punishment. And I know that's like a thought a lot of kids have because we don't know what's going on. And, like, I know that not everybody feels that way. Like, I know that there are some people who go through that and, like, they get conf- they get confused because, like, your body just has, like, bodily functions that it does. Like, and so, like, I know that there are some people that talk about how sometimes the abuse, like, would almost feel good because your body is, like, do- just doing what it's supposed to do, even, which would be confusing very much so clearly because the abuse is not something that you like but it at the same time sometimes feels good and and how like just how different those two things are and so it makes you feel like you enjoyed it when you actually absolutely did not I don't remember feeling that which I think is why I'm like asexual in the way that like I don't want to have sex at all um and don't feel, like, sexual attraction, so, but, like, I say that because, like, 
when he was doing it to me, I never saw it as, like, a positive or... I never felt, like, positive connotations towards it, really. I always saw it as, like, something scary and that I didn't know what was going on. And um, I, like, legitimately remember thinking that he was punishing me. That I did, like, something wrong that day and that him doing that was was like a form of punishment that he was giving me for doing something really wrong and so like when it would happen like I would be I would sit at least the memory that I have of of this one time in particular I can remember sitting there and like trying to think of all of the things I did that day um to try to figure out what I did that made him so upset so that he wouldn't do anything like that to me again and so in this memory like me freaking out and like crying and stuff because I felt like it was my fault that my mom's back went out like I think that's why I was so upset and why my mom like almost like didn't understand why I was so upset because I I like it didn't completely click into my mind until like when I was saying that out loud to my therapist but I saw punish I like connected me doing something wrong to my dad punishing me and for me my dad punishing me meant him sexually abusing me like that's what I thought that was so so like in that memory I'm sitting there screaming like crying and really upset and my mom generally seemed like confused about why I was so upset and why I I like would not believe her which is like hard to remember too because that is definitely from before I told I know for sure it's from before I told her because I didn't tell her until I was like nine so this was during the time when he was doing that stuff to me but she didn't she didn't know yet and like this is like the best um I guess evidence in a way that I have that there was a time when my mom didn't know and like didn't realize like her reaction when I told her when I was nine definitely seemed like legitimate like it's she seemed like genuinely like surprised and shocked from what I remember and so there was there is that but you never know like, with my mom, with her history of covering everything up so well, but, like, this was definitely a time, because it was, like, she did not, she didn't get what I was so afraid of, she didn't understand that, like, that it's one of those hard, this was the thing I was trying to talk about in that TikTok from earlier today that I couldn't figure out how to post, because it's one of the things that a lot of kids that are going through this sort of abuse we do say words that in front of people that are telling them like what we think we're like almost telling them something but they don't understand what we're saying and it's like when you have a kid around you that like all of a sudden is having this like huge emotional reaction or response to something and you and you think it's like over the top like you don't understand why they're so upset that's definitely the time to ask a lot more questions and to try to get them by themselves and ask them like 
explain to me what this means to you because I'm clearly not understanding why this is so why this is so scary or whatever for you and my mom didn't do that in that moment like granted she like her back was out but still like my mom didn't do that in general like my mom doesn't know to this day like I'm very sure my mom doesn't know how to be like emotionally vulnerable or like available in any way for people like she just doesn't have any idea how to do that and and didn't know how to do that back then she used to like buy presents and things like that actually both of my parents did that but she still does that to this day like buys gifts or like gives money as a way to try to show some sort of love or support but that like that stuff doesn't matter when you can't like actually show or like be just let yourself be like emotionally vulnerable with another person but like she just does not have that like she doesn't have that capacity in her she doesn't she doesn't now and she didn't back then either so like when I was really upset and was crying and stuff she tried to comfort me but it didn't work and then after that didn't she didn't know what to do after that um but like that's one of the like this is like the first time I've had some a memory like this comeback where I'm remembering how I felt like I was talking about things even though I wasn't like being explicit in my mind I was like talking about why I was scared and I was like standing I I remember when I was really upset that my sister was like sitting in the living room and and like being a little kid she was only like five then around my mom and my mom was laying there and like and it's like when you're a seven-year-old how do you explain like I was using words that I thought my mom would understand and it's like this really hard thing of like she didn't understand what I was really saying and and I didn't know another way to like make that clear to her because I didn't realize what what she was not understanding like when I said like when I was scared of like my dad's reaction and like honestly this is like the big this is really like the big thing behind why I like feel this like thing where I feel like I can't like show my emotions and I can't like let myself feel it because it because my emotions are bad and things like that like I think this is really the reason behind all of it um because like the reason why I was I feel like that is because I connected making a mistake doing something wrong to my dad abusing me and like I'm not sure if I'm being completely like transparent in the way that I want to be and I think that this is definitely like a thing a like a coping skill that I was doing then um because it's really hard obvious obviously it's really hard living in that sort of like chaotic environment already like my parents like especially when they were living together but really ever even after that they were always very like chaotic things were never like organized or I never things were never like safe feeling like we never knew where we were living or or when we were going to move or 
if we had enough like money or if there was like food in the house things like that um but beyond that like I I think that as like a coping scale for like my environment when my dad started sexually abusing me which I'm pretty sure started when I was around when I was six because that's the earliest that I remember things like that happening um I started coping with it by telling because I thought that he was doing that to me because I did something wrong as, as as a form of punishment and so my way of coping with it was thinking like if I just don't do anything wrong if I don't make any mistakes, if I don't make him mad in any way or my mom mad in any way and, like, never um, disobey anyone, never, like, get angry or upset at anybody and just take it all, then maybe he'll st- he won't, like, abuse me. Like, it's it kind of honestly kind of reminds me of when I used to dissociate a lot, which I realized I did a lot of that from, like, from when I was very young. But, like, one of the ways that I used to dissociate a lot is um, derealization, which is... I used to do depersonalization and derealization a lot. And depersonalization is when you, like, see yourself from outside your own body. Um, a lot of, like, the my most traumatic like abuse memories are me seeing what I look like outside of myself and then derealization is when you feel like your life isn't real so like there was a lot of a lot of times when I would feel like like there was like someone with like a camera watching me I would feel like they would kind of both be happening at the same time like I would see myself from outside my body And somebody would ask me a question and I would just start talking and I would feel like there was somebody telling me what to say, like almost like someone gave me a script with like lines to say because I had no idea where any of these words were even coming from. And like inside my own mind, I would be like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Um, And but like this is kind of reminding me almost as like almost like a weird kind of version of derealization where I was like wanting to believe that I had this sort of like control over my environment and the world that I was living in in a way that if I just figure out what everybody wants and what will make everybody happy maybe I can control my environment so much that I that will make my dad stop hurting me and my dad stop abusing me and it yeah, I think that's absolutely why I didn't, um, I still to this day feel like I'm afraid that I, that I won't be able to handle the full range of my emotions because I connected me just like being a person, like having emotions, like having an emotional reaction to something, like being up, like just being, especially like being a child, but just being a person in general of, like, having opinions about things, having beliefs about things, like, reacting to things, um, I had, I had this belief all that time that, like, the reason why my dad was hurting me or abusing me, if that's better, was because of something I did, and, like, even though, um, this was one of the things that I worked through when I went to my treatment program, and so, like, even though I know and I've known for like two and a half years now that 
it wasn't actually anything I did that, uh, that like, especially when you're abused as a kid, that's a very natural kind of circumstance for you to believe in because it's much harder to believe that and be like aware that like your parents are hurting you, not because of anything you did, but because of their own bullshit. Like, cause that's, there's no way to fix that. <laughs> Like, there's no way for you to, like, stop them from taking stuff out on you because of their own stuff. Um, And if you tell yourself that it's because of something you did, then you feel like there's some sort of control. And, like, I I did. Like, I felt like if I just figured out what would make everybody happy, then then the abuse would stop. And, but, like, even though I learned, like, two and a half years ago that, like, you know, that's not actually right. And, like, not only learned that, like, I knew that, but, like, actually, like, felt that and, like, went through the whole emotional process of actually believing that, like, you know, there's one thing of, like, intellectually knowing something and actually, like, emotionally feeling that and actually agreeing with it, and so, like, I went through that, like, two and a half years ago, but it's still, like, this, I think that at least with my sort of trauma, this is how this kind of happen sometimes is that like yeah you can know these things but it's almost like until you really like think and like put yourself back in like your shoes of how you felt at the time when this was happening as opposed to like you looking at it from like as an adult things like this don't completely just like click in your mind of like that's what I was that's why I reacted that way that's why I felt like that for that. And that's why I still feel like that for so long. Like I said this to my last therapist, but I felt, I feel like, like the, even the memories that I've had since I was young or the like abuse memories that I've gotten back over the last few years have been around for some time. And most of the abuse ones, they, I don't actually I don't remember, like, what what they ever said. Like, in the most traumatic memories, I know that my parents would, like, talk to me sometimes and, like, say things because, you know, they're human. That's how these things happen. People don't just sit there and be, like, mute when there's, like, traumatizing things happening. But I could never, I can't remember what they ever actually said to me. And, like, that's part of one of those things that's frustrating for me because, like, I can figure out what they likely said to me based on, like, these, like, beliefs that I had. Like, I have, like, a very, like, I had such a clear belief by the time I was, like, 10 that, like, the police would not believe me about what was going on. And that I, and that nobody was, I knew that nobody was going to rescue me. And, like, my version of, like, a fantasy was me running away from home. And, but I didn't even try doing that because I was so sure by then that the police would just find me and bring me back home. And then my parents might kill me for trying to get away from them and trying to get them in trouble. And so, like, it, I, I don't remember my parents ever saying anything like that to me. But I'm very sure that that's where that belief came from. Because it's the only place that that sort of thing could come from. But, like, I don't remember them actually saying it. And, like, there's many memories like that where I can remember feeling, like, really sad and scared and all of these sort of emotions. But I can't remember, like, words. Like, I can't remember 
what they were saying to me, even though I know that they were talking to me, I can't remember it. And I told my last therapist about this and said, like, I think that I like, I think that parts of these memories are like almost still cut off because I like feel like I can't handle remembering that part and like hearing what they would say to me or hearing the things yeah hearing the things that they would say to me or about me or whatever would just be like another part of the of remembering these super traumatizing things and like it's just like another it'd be like just another thing that I would have to then deal with and I think that I personally think that I the fact that I feel like I can't show emotions or have ones because I associated me like disobeying to me being abused for so long um I feel I think that because of that like the that part of those emotions have all those memories I mean have also been cut off and that if I like work through that I might remember like things that they said to me during that time that might help explain like help me put things together about my own life help me just remember more of like why I made certain decisions or what I was going through at the time like when I figured this out I was like no wonder why I like didn't say more to more people because like Like, I know this is something that, like, abusers will do. Like, there's, that's, like, a general thing that happens a lot where people, when people talk about this sort of abuse, there's almost every kid that goes through this, when they do tell someone, they, they talk about how the person that's abusing them has, like, convinced them that what they're doing isn't that bad, or if they realize, like me, like, that they don't like it, and that it is something that they wish would stop, um, that they, the abuser, like, convinces them and scares them into not saying anything to anyone, and so it's, like, it's, like, this was, like, a double whammy, like, I'm sure my dad said stuff like that to me, but, like, or if he didn't, that my mom would say things like that to me to, like, get me to not tell anyone, and so that all of everything wouldn't be, like, exposed for the world to know, um, but, like, I think, but I was also doing that to myself, like, I was also telling myself, like, acting like I had, like, wanting to believe, almost, that I had this, like, sort of control over my environment, that, like, if I just figured out how to make my mom and dad happy, if I just, like, shut down all of my emotions and, like, stopped showing them, if I could just do that, then maybe my dad would stop hurting me, like, I was already, like, almost gaslighting myself at such a young age of telling myself, like, it's almost like my dad didn't even have to. Like, I'm sure that him or my mom or both did do that to me anyway, but they almost didn't have to because I was already doing that to me. Like, I was already telling myself or, like, almost trying to convince myself that, that I, that, that these things were happening to me because I did something wrong and that if I just got like the right response next time that things would improve um or that it wouldn't happen anymore if I just figured out how to make them happy 
it's like wild how EMDR related stuff works like this because this is really hard this is hard like I'm not going to pretend like it's not like this is why I wanted to record this episode but it's also like at the same time it's also nice to like not nice but like just nice in the way that like I understand why my past self responded to things in certain ways and like why I like I've had this like pattern for my entire life of um of like basically just like self-destructing and allowing and just like destroying myself for the good of someone else like that's what I did I did that with like my sister I did that with my mom and dad I did and like that was like my pattern with like most of my friends throughout the years too where like I would just I would say yes to things I didn't want to actually do I would put myself in the situations I didn't want to be in I would like be friends with people that didn't really like completely seem to like like me or understand me or respect me or would be there for me in ways that I would be there for them and I would just and I would keep doing that as almost like I felt like I needed to, or, like, it was, like, my duty to almost be there for other people and help other people go through hard times and then, but never expect or, like, think that anyone else should be helping me going through my own shit and just thinking that I'm there to, like, better everybody else's life around me. That was one of the, like, thoughts I used to think a lot when I had a lot of suicidality happening is, like, feeling like I helped improve everybody else's life, but, like, my life was never, well, my life was always shit, that, like, I helped everyone else, and I was there just to improve other people's lives, while mine was, like, falling apart, and, like, I now can understand much better now, like, why I felt like that, and I also think that this is, like, a thing of, like, autistic things, Because this just seems like something that someone who is autistic, which I'm very sure I am, would think. Is like, if I can just figure out how to figure out humans. If I can figure out, like, emotions and how I'm supposed to respond to things. Then I'll figure out, like, my my parents, like, patterns. My sister's patterns. And what they want from me. and And if I can figure that out, then I can stop, like this stuff this bad stuff from happening but of course nobody can do that like every person is going to react to things in ways that maybe you don't understand emotions aren't that simple and especially for someone who's autistic they're not that simple especially when I'm very sure that my dad also was autistic so the way that we responded to things were not going to be how other people did and so Like, actually, ironically, in this therapy session, I haven't told my therapist anything at all about how I thought my dad was autistic, and all of a sudden, she was like, is your, does your, is your dad, like, neurodivergent? Like, is he autistic or anything? And I was like, oh my god, yes, I think he is, and I, I like, and I told her, like, I think I am too, and told her, like, reasons why I feel that way, and, um, but it was, like, such a, I love moments like that with therapists when, especially this one, getting to know her, like, it just makes me feel much, like, better that this, this therapist is really good for me, um, because if she was able to, like, 
put together from the things that I've said so far that my dad was autistic and that may have been part of why he like treated me the way that he did. Not saying that autistic people will do this, but if you are sexually abused as a kid when you're already autistic, you may not completely understand that like the incredible boundary crossing that he did even outside of the sexual abuse, like he may not have realized completely that that wasn't exactly how you should be um and that that and like that he didn't realize that he is not supposed to like talk to me that way and things like that um yeah but like either way like the fact that she realized that was really good really good um it means that she like really can understand what I'm hearing and saying that it's always an amazing moment when like therapists do things like that but yeah like just knowing that like about myself that makes a lot of sense to me that like me as a like young autistic kid who is being abused by her dad would want to believe that I would have control over things if I could just figure out like how to make him happy how to make my mom happy how to make my sister happy by like just shutting all of my emotions down and never showing anything but of course like I'm a human being I can't do that so the times when I did show those things or would or was just like so mad or depressed or done with them that I didn't care anymore like that I would just show that stuff every once in a while um it just yeah it just all makes sense and that's it's hard. It's really hard remembering that. Like, it's hard remembering younger me sitting there having, like, a breakdown in front of my mom for a couple hours, basically telling her, telling her without telling her that I was freaking out about my dad um, punishing me and, like, her not understanding what punishing meant to me. And it's just, ugh that's so hard but at the same time I feel like even though we haven't done EMDR things yet I feel like this has really helped like kind of crystallize more things in my mind like understand things maybe this is one thing that's like wild is I know I've I talked about this in my last um in my last episode when I was talking about how I got a tarot reading with my friend Sam Every single time I do anything like that with her, like, she does my mediumship readings, too. Whenever I see her and have, like, some reading with her in any way, like, right after, a little bit after those re- whatever we did, the things that she mentions to me that are going to ha- they always happen. And, like, right afterwards. Like, I remember in, in, um, March when I saw her last one of the things she told me was that my sister was going to, was moving into a new apartment and that that time was going to be very stressful. And I was like, okay. And it was. And like, then like a week after I saw her, my sister texted me and told me that the place that they were living at the time, her landlord was like sold it to a new place. And it was a very stressful time. Like her and her boyfriend they they found a place to live in that we used to live in but it was hard finding a place that would let them live with 
um, their dog and with the housing market being how it is. But the more stressful part was that the new landlords would not get back to them for a really long time about if they could stay living there for like two weeks longer until they moved in to like their new place. And they like really had to like find them. And it was a really stress. She was telling me about this when we went up to the cabin with my aunt and how stressful that time was and ended up working out like the, they, they ended up letting them stay a couple weeks longer. They just paid them for the amount of time they stayed there before they moved to their new place. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is like, that's what Sam told me was going to happen. And then like a week later was when my sister originally told me that they were moving. And, and like, so when I had like that, um, tarot reading, like a week ago yesterday, one of the things she told me was that, um, was that I was going to, that she, we were talking about how I was in like this lull with therapy that like I was doing, she knows I've been doing EMDR, but like, um, how I have been, you know, remembering things and doing progress, but that right now we are in like a lull where nothing, where things had like slowed down a lot. And I was telling her, yeah, that's true. I haven't done any real work with that in like two months now. And then she told me that I was be going back to like memories that I thought I had like dealt with already and would be like bringing new things up from them. And I was like, okay. And like, part of me, whenever I hear that, I always panic and think that it means that I got, like, something wrong that means that I made up all of my abuse. Thanks to, like, my mom and uh, all of the gaslighting from her and my first therapist for not believing me. But I'm realizing, and then, like, a week later, this stuff happens. And, yeah, this makes a lot of sense that, like, if I can, if my therapist and I can work through this, this feeling, this association that I now understand, I completely, that I now completely understand that I had back then that like me getting making something happen making my dad upset meant that he would abuse me if you can get past that and I can actually like let myself remember fully the memories that I have yeah I probably will like remember like the words that my parents said to me in those memories or even like like, the thing that I always wish that I could remember were, like, certain memories that, like, cut off at a certain point. Like, what did my, like, what did my parents say to each other after I told my mom? Or, like, or the other stuff that was going on. Like, what happened to make my parents put me into therapy? And, like, remembering anything all at all about that time in my life. And whatever other stuff that could have come up before or after that moment, too. But it, like, makes me believe, think, just thinking about this now, that, like, if I can somehow work my way, like, process that feeling and, like, convince myself, like, emotionally that if I, like, have these feelings and express them that my dad isn't going to hurt me anymore, um that maybe then I can remember, like, more specifics and just more of these things and, like, get a better context of what is happening, really, what I was really feeling and what was really completely happening during these little snippets of my life, like I did with this memory, too, which is exactly what 
Sam said in my tarot reading. It's just wild how they do that. How they, how I'll do a reading where she says that I'll remember, I'll like get more context for memories in the past. And then like a week later, that exact thing happens in a way that I could not have ever like assumed would happen. (sighs) Yeah. All right. Well, that's the episode for this week. Um, I don't really have like nice words to end this because this was just, this is just hard. It's hard remembering times, especially this, remembering a time when I was trying, when I thought I was telling my mom something, but she wasn't understanding what I was saying. And, um, I'll probably do another episode of this, this weekend. I'm hopefully, I want to, I want to do one where I just talk about something like a break, like something fun. Like life is Roe versus wait times are always triggering. So I want to do something that's more like a break for me. So hopefully an episode like that will be coming from me in the next couple of days.